BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the podcast. A group that focuses on issues impacting the LGBTQ community has found a new home, but it's more than bricks and mortar for Clock Inc. At a time when gay rights are being questioned in some communities and education and books are being challenged in some schools, Clock Inc. says it's finding its role is needed even more for some people in our community. We talked with its director, Becky Castaneda. So, Becky, the Clock's new Rock Island location, I mean, you've got a lot of extra floor space right now. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, so we, we pretty much quadrupled the space that we were in previously. Um, we have... I mean, we just got done with a, a really cool computer lab to make uh, technology accessible to, to people who, who don't necessarily have it. Uh, we have three new offices. Um, Chase, of course, has his, and then um, we have a few more that we can utilize for employees or, um, or interns, counseling interns, once we get those. Um, we have, we finally were able to fill the, the trans clothing swap closet of our dreams. Uh, we had a company come in and help us get it organized, and, and it just turned out amazing. So, um, you know, we've been able to uh, to come up with a couple of ways to use the new space. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Well, you mentioned Chase. Chase, of course, is the founder of Clock Inc. Um, has it grown into what he and you want it to be? Yeah, I think it has. I mean, I mean, with with getting this new space, we've really been able to put a lot of the ideas that we've been you know, kind of coming up with on the back burner um, to, into fruition. And it's been, um, it's been incredible because I, I, I'm not sure that uh, he and I could have even, even dreamt of, of anything better. And, and you know, uh, Megan, our chief uh, operating officer, uh, she has been, has been in it since day one. And I think the three of us kind of get together sometimes, to just, you know, shake our heads at, at how incredible it is. Well, let's talk about two different aspects of the same question. Uh, LGBTQ uh, rights and, and, and the efforts of the gay community for greater acceptance has changed dramatically over the last 20 years. You, you, I mean, you, you see a greater acceptance among some people, but we're also seeing a greater uh, backlash perhaps right now. So let's start with the greater acceptance. I mean, you think back 20 years ago, do the kids of today have it easier? I wouldn't say they necessarily have it easier, Jim. I think that um, I think that they, you know, going through it when you're young is, is difficult no matter what. Um, just because you have, you know, internal turmoil, turmoil you're going through and, and you're trying to figure out who you are. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's easier, uh, but I will say that um, now compared to 20 years ago, you're, you're seeing a lot of the kids who, who get some negative things from, from their peer group, but 
kind of also see uh, some, some really great things too. Well, there just some, does seem to be more support. Um, if if mm -hmm. anything else, there's more people coming out. So there are, are, are more, uh, I don't know, just simply support groups available. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I mean that that is one of the great things uh, about clock is that um, you know there are obviously kids who who are going through this uh, in every city throughout the, the country, the world, and um, and we don't have spaces like this uh, available. Uh, so it's it's definitely a privilege to be able to to you know provide some of that that positive that that you're seeing now. I'm, I'm kind of a, a student of history, and I'm a really strong believer in pendulum swings, that society goes one way, and then there's a bit of a backlash, it goes the other way, and then that's the way we get forward progress, is kind of that mm -hmm. pendulum keeps moving us forward. Do you think that's what's happening right now when you do see some of the, uh, uh, the backlash, some of the people that uh, don't believe that uh, a gay agenda, so to speak, should be in public schools or in libraries? Yeah, I, I, and I, I surely hope so. Um, I think so because, you know, realistically, like you said, 20 years ago, um, there was also backlash, but uh, there weren't nearly as many as many allies helping push it forward, uh, regardless of the backlash. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's uh, a good way to look at it, and I, and I surely hope that that's that's the reason that it's happening now. Well, I kind of think back 20 years about gay marriage, where even uh, mm -hmm. President Obama at the time, you know, when he was first running, wasn't necessarily for it. Um, he, he certainly didn't push it. And then look what happened in the uh, state of Iowa, as well as, and I can't remember, it was an eastern state, I want to say New Hampshire or Connecticut, that, that, that drove uh, uh, gay marriage and the legality of it forward. And now you kind of look back, and it's accepted in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely, and and like I said, what's really incredible is uh, is the allies, um, because you know, LGBTQ plus individuals have always existed, uh, but what hasn't uh, ha have been the allies. Um, so it's it's really cool to see. I mean, you know, obviously our focus is on the youth, uh, and you see it there, uh, but it's with adults too, and it's an adults who who were around, you know, for the, the twenty years ago that that we're talking about. Um, and I think that that's, that's really incredible to see is uh, not only uh, the newer generation, but the older generation who are able to uh, accept it and, and support us. Well, in some ways, it seems that it, it, um, over and again, when you talk about the older generation, when it's something abstract, you're kind of against it. But if it's your own family member, your own flesh and blood, all of a sudden you, you think things in a different way. And I, uh, I wonder if the fact that so many people have come out and that they have been seen as uh, accepted by so many other people, that it does make it easier for families or people that uh, had, um, I'll, I'll just say, uh, negative uh, perspectives uh, of, of gay people, that somehow that changes because it's your own flesh and blood. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I think that, um, that there, there's so much strength in, in coming out to a family that you know might not respond um, uh, positively. And I think there's a lot of strength uh, in the families that, that have the ability to uh, educate themselves uh, and then support those family members. And you're absolutely right. It, it really changes uh, the trajectory of, of their thoughts on the subject in general. Well, Peggy, let's talk about Clock Inc. in particular because you are now located in, in 
brand new dig, so to speak, in the area of the old Kmart of Rock Island. What services mm -hmm. do you offer? Well, let's start with, with youth. What's, what services do you offer to young people? Uh, so we have we have a few support groups uh, that are specifically for the youth. We have a junior high group, um, and then we have a, a high school group. Uh, so we kind of cover the spectrum there. Um, we of course offer offer counseling, uh, and then some of the the fun things uh, that that can be you know kind of attributed to that is the uh, the events that we have. Um, the majority of them are family friendly, and we encourage our kids to come to all of them. Uh, we also have workshops where we're able to uh, give them certain life skills or teach them about um, other LGBTQ plus, um, you know, successful. We, we bring LGBTQ plus people who are successful in their in their current life and uh, show them that it's possible. Um, so, you know, we offer quite a few things from from learning their coping skills at group to uh, learning how to be a, a successful person in, in society. And then that progresses also to adults that are also seeking help uh, from you. What do you offer for the adult population? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the groups that we're actually going to be, um, it's going to be coming back up again here soon, is a parents and allies group. Um, so it's a, it's a group where parents of, of uh, kids who are LGBTQ+, uh, come and, and they they educate each other and they kind of share experiences where they're able to support their kids better. Um, on top of that, for the adults in general, uh, we have uh, a few events that we're, we're coming up with for this year that are going to be uh, adult, uh, you know, 21 and over, uh, so that we can kind of start uh, creating a space where adults who don't necessarily um, enjoy going to the bar uh, can can get together and, and do the same thing, you know, create connections and um, and, and uh, friendships and things like that. So, well, and you've heard from critics time and again is is one person's education is another person's indoctrination. What do you say mm -hmm. to those critics that that say that you're just not not doing what's right in society? I would say. Um, I, that's a tough one, only because it's, you know, I, I feel like sometimes there's not much you can say. Uh, but I would say that uh, educating yourself about uh, about what it really means and, and how it, it really doesn't uh, necessarily affect you as a person to let other people love who they want to love and, and live their truth. I think that... Um, well, kind of like we talked about earlier, Jim, you know, what if it were your daughter, your son, uh, your nephew, niece, you know, that, that sort of thing. It's not just the sentiment of being LGBTQ+, uh, but, you know, we're all people, and, and we all just want to be happy. So, Let's talk about the future of Clock Inc. I mean, you've got the new building. You've got the programs. What do you see for the future for the next few months, if not a year or a year and a half from now what what exciting new adventure do you think you're going to be in uh well right now we're uh kind of nailing down a few a few details with uh, a mentorship program uh that we're really excited about and and i won't i won't give away too much only because i, I want to make sure that uh that we have those details <laughs> nailed down first um but that is one big thing that that we've been working towards uh chase and and megan and adam uh, down at the center have been 
you know, working extensively on it, and we're really excited to offer something, uh, something else for the kids. Um, on, on top of that, like I said, we're, we're looking to make a lot of partnerships in the next few months, year, where we can collaborate on events and, and make things even more fun for the people who have been supporting us so far. Becky Castaneda, Director of Clock Inc. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT-PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.